minister music, make sure that you have your young people out. When, when the meeting is it? Next rehearsal. Next Friday. Huh? Next Friday. Next Friday for choir rehearsal. Please, if you need a ride, call the church. We'll furnish transportation. We want to get them all here. Amen? Amen. All right, youth choir.
thank you for the Lordship of Jesus Christ. For it is by him that we live, move, and have our being. Thank you for watching over us last night, waking us up early this morning. God, we pray that Jesus would be glorified, that your flock would be edified, that the devil would be horrified, that you would move the preacher out of the way, convict, convince, if need be converted. And thank you for our young people. Bless them, God. Lead them, God. Direct them, God. Guide them, God. In Jesus' name, amen. focus is particularly on our youth and our young adults. Amen. And we praise his name because he's worthy to be praised. This morning we are thankful for such a beautiful, beautiful day. Thankful an awesome God such as we serve and I'm a witness that Jesus and only Jesus is King of Kings and Lord of Lords and he will not share his glory This morning, we'll be in the book of Joel, minor prophet Joel, J-O-E-L, and that's between Amos and Hosea, one of the 12 minor prophets. And my preaching for 2014 is very strategic, as usual. We started out last week with the eternality of Jesus Christ. That's the proper place to start, that he has the keys to death, hell, and the grave. And in 2014, you're going to, you're going to come up against locked doors and you're gonna need keys. Jesus is the key that lets you in and opens up to you what's needed. This morning, we're gonna talk about the profit of our pain. The prophet of our pain from chapter 2 and verse 25. When you get it, say amen. amen. And I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten. The canker worm, the caterpillar, the palmer worm. My great army, which I sent among you, my great army, which I sent among you. One way or another, we will learn to thank God in all things and in everything give thanks. And then we're going to learn to praise him for our pain. Praise him for our pain. God's love encompasses his compassions, which are his pity and his pardon his commitments, his protection, his provisions, and his chastening rod, which is our prophet. God's chastening 
is never punitive to his children, but educational, corrective, and it promotes a persuasion within his people. And God's chastening helps to change one's beliefs and behaviors with a divine desire to bless them afterwards. This chastening will deter one's habits, defer one's hindrances, and determine one's hopes. From our struggles, we come to strengths. From our emptiness, with God's leading, we come to enlightenment. And biblical chastening is and will bring discipline, initiate discipleship, and invites discernment. Now let me stop Paulson Park so I can readily immediately differentiate judgment from chastening. Judgment is when you are doomed and God sends destruction. Like he did in Genesis 19 at Sodom and Gomorrah. He waited for Lot and his daughters to get out and then he destroyed the people in the city. Yeah. Destruction was when God afflicted Pharaoh in Exodus with ten plagues, the last being the death of the firstborn of each family, and then he drowned Pharaoh in the Red Sea. Mm -hmm. Chastening has a different flavor to it. Chastening is when God <clears throat> deals with his children, amen, to metamorphosize, to change, to transform how they think and how they live. In the book of Judges, a 350 period of dark, um, dark dealings, there was a cycle that Israel went through. They would rebel against the Lord, and then God would send retribution, and then they would cry out and repent, and then God would restore. Did you get that? They would rebel like us. Then God would send a chastening rod, usually another nation, and then they would cry out and repent, change their minds, change their hearts, and then God would then restore them. Lord, have mercy. In Hebrews 12, don't turn, that was read in your hearing, tells us some interesting things about chastening that... Amen. No chastening seems pleasant at the time that it's taking place. I, I, don't, I don't ever remember getting a whipping by my mother or father and saying, thank you, mom, I need this. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I think they would put me away if I said something like that because it involves pain. Are y'all getting me? But, 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 but the writer of Hebrews says, but afterwards, after, after you mature, and you got you to get this in this context because uh, Hebrews 6 talks about maturity, moving on towards maturity. After you have matured and look back at the chastening, you realize it was for your profit. Are y'all getting me? Y'all getting me? And, 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 and. And God, God says, your earthly parents chasing you for their own pleasure. But I do it for your profit. 
And, 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 and it goes on to say that anybody without chastening is illegitimate. They, they don't belong to God. They are a bastard. They don't belong to God. That everybody that's saved goes through chastening. Are y'all getting this? That, that everybody, turn to your neighbor and say everybody. When's the last time you had a whipping? Everybody goes through the chastening rod. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. And, 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 and so this matter of God's chastening is not punitive, but it's a discipling of sorts. And the interesting thing is that God only chastens his children. You can almost hold that up to say, I'm saved. Can I get a witness? And you, you, you up there looking at the world, the world, they drink, get drunk, they have all kind of illicit sex, amen, they live any kind of way, they curse, they do whatever they want, and you say, you know, it looks like they got it made. Oh, no, they're not being chastened. Because they're going to be judged. And God is reserving judgment for judgment day. Do I have a witness? And, and even in the context of Romans chapter 1, there, there is a um, circumstantial wrath, for the wrath of God is seen clearly from heaven. And there's an abandoned there's a wrath of abandonment where God gave him up, up, and over to a reprobate mind. Those people are not his children. Are y'all getting this? And, 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 and we got to be careful because even David said, I almost lost it until I went into the house of God. Hey, you, you, you can't keep looking at the world and wondering whether your heavenly father loves you. Because you keep looking at them, it looks like they got it made in the shade and you struggling. Can I get a witness? Well, there, there is an elected program for your life. God is working enlightenment and God, you are elected. God is, amen, God has chosen you from the foundation of the world. He has predestinated you. He has called you. He, he, he has, yeah, he has changed. God, God's got a whole program for his children. And it's, it's here in Joel that we, we learn some interesting principles that Joel, whose name means the Lord is God, one of the 12 minor prophets prophesied under the reign of Joash, late 9th century, 835 to 796, prior to the Assyrian captivity, which was in 722. And he prophesied about a locust invasion upon the land of Judah. Now, let me say something about prophecy. Prophecy has a present tense and a future tense. Whatever God says in the prophets had to have a present tense before it moved to a future tense. Because in, in, in Isaiah chapter 7, it says, and a virgin shall be with child. There was a virgin in Isaiah's day. But there will be a prophetic version talking about Mary with Jesus. Are you getting this? Prophecy never just talks about the future. There was always a present tense of what was going on. Let me, let me give you a for instance. I'm trying to uh, teach school this morning that... Amen. Israel went into captivity 40, uh, 70 years. Well, why 70 years? Well, the fact of the matter is, is that, um, amen, according to the Old Testament law, listen to me, every seventh year, they were supposed to let the land rest. God said, work the land six years, and the word Sabbath means rest, let it rest the seventh year. But they were so hungry for money that they worked the land, listen, every seventh year, and they sinned for 490 years. Now, let me show you how long-suffering God is. God let them go 490 years, 
and, they, and God is just, they only sin every seventh year. So when you divide seven into 490, it comes out to 7D. So God says you only got to be in captivity 70 years because you only sinned. Lord, have mercy. Every seventh year for 490 years, which comes out to 70. Look how just he is. And, and that's why the psalmist said, God has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor has he rewarded us according to our iniquities. God, God is not trying to get back at you. God is not trying to remember all your stuff from the past because if God ever pulled up our stuff, I mean pulled it all up, we all be in hell this morning. Can I get a witness? And all it takes is one sin to send you to hell. You, you don't need 500 sins. You, you don't need 25 sins. In fact, if you never sinned, you was going to hell because we was born in sin and shaping in iniquity. Got a sin nature. And so it's here in this prophecy that, amen, when we look at this manifestation of these Amen. Locusts coming is because God's people, listen, had become indifferent and lethargic. Now let me stop. You always come to church like it's a weight on you to sit there like you don't God a favor. Pastor telling you to stand and praise him and you. you you, 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 you can't even wave your hand. But if I bought some unsaved, no good, money hungry, amen, something up in here, amen, to entertain you, 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 you know, you better be out of that seat. Can I get away? I'm not asking you to worship me. I'm asking you to worship him. I'm talking about the one that woke you up, the one, the one that's watching over your children, the, the one that's put clothes on your back, the one that put money in your pocket. I'm talking about him. Now unto him who's able. And God wants to know, does he have a witness? Can I get a witness? He wants you to be a witness when we, when we come to worship. This is not some entertainment. This is not the uptown or the Apollo where you paid a dollar to get in. Now you want somebody to dance and sing. No, no, no. This is worship. Where you forget about yourself and you concentrate on him and you worship him in the beauty of holiness. You clap you pat your feet. You say, thank you, Jesus. They, they, were, they were indifferent. They were lethargic. See, I keep telling you, and my Philly homeboys know, listen, I made too much noise for Satan for me to get saved and start keeping quiet. Can I get a witness? I, I'm, I'm not talking about no discos. I'm too old for discos. I'm not uh, discos. I was saved. I ain't talking about. No I'm talking about cabarets where we blew the whistle all night. Come on now. Where you you came in with you came in with one person and left with another. Oh, I'm preaching up in this place now. Cha-cha, the bop, the crossfire. Come on now. The mashed potatoes. The Philly dog. No, don't go there. Y'all know what I'm talking about. We partied all night and was going to hell. Can I get a witness? Now that I'm saved. Now that I'm blood washed. Now, now that I'm blood bought. Now that my name is in the Lamb's Book of Life, you want me to be quiet? Oh, no. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power. 
is power. What do you mean by power? It's power. It changed my heart. It's power. It changed my mind. It's power took liquor and joint out. It's power took cocaine out. It's power. It made a dead man walk straight. Made a blind man see. Made a lame man walk. Made a dumb man talk. Can I get a witness? He's worthy. Jesus is worthy. To be praised. Thank you. That's why the songwriter said, when I think about the goodness, I feel like preaching that, of Jesus and all he's done for me. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad you shouted off that. I was just talking about him saving you. But there's another stanza. Through many dangers, tolls, snares, I've already come. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I should have been dead a long time ago. But God. He's saying some locusts are coming. Mm, so God can chasten his people. They're indifferent, they're lethargic, their priorities out of whack. But there is a future partial fulfillment at Pentecost. When Peter was preaching in chapter 2, and he said, and the Spirit will be poured out on all flesh, and Elijah will come, which is an epiphany of restoration. And when we begin to look at the prophecy of Joel, we see this locust plague coming 
And, and, and see, when you learn prophecy, you'll learn that, don't turn down, in Revelation chapter 9, the fifth angel will come out of heaven during the tribulation period with keys to the bottomless pit. And he will unlock demons who've been chained away in Tartarus since Genesis 6 who left their first estate. Now these, these demons have been chained up and they ticked off. So when the angel lets them out in Revelation 9, God calls them locusts, which will devour mankind. Aren't you glad we won't be here? We're going to be caught up to meet him in the air. There's an eschatological future judgment coming. But there's three things out of this text, and I'm going to get out your way. First, we see God's purpose for chastening to their hurt. There's a principle here. Like a loving parent, and we talked about Hebrews 12, our God does not leave his children to themselves. And, and, and the word chastening does not denote beating. It notes discipling. Amen. I, I, I remember back in the 50s, man, my mom get upset with you and say, go to your room. Now, your room in the 50s and your room today is like day and night. Are y'all praying with me? The room that she was talking about was an old hot room with a little small window. No TV, no computer, no telephone. We had one big black phone with rotary, and you needed an act of God to use it. <laughs> Can I get a witness? These kids today, you go to your room, they got widescreen, flat TVs, and telephone, and amen, uh, email, and Twitter, they got all that stuff. But, but, see, but see, here's the thing, here's the thing. As a loving parent, God applies the board of education to the seat of our learning. I'm not talking about abuse and just beating, beating, beating. His chastening is out of love. Yeah, whom I love, I chasten and scourge every son and every daughter. I was sharing this morning, we, in Philly, we had these little quarter parties. You know what a quarter party is? You pay a quarter to get in. And after you pay your quarter to get in, amen, you be in there dancing and the music will go off four times, temptation, something go off, and something say, W-D-A-S. In Philadelphia, they ain't had no phonograph. They turn the radio up, pay your card again. And my mother had told me and my brother, my brother, he's 18, old, 18 months older than me. He's an apostolic preacher. He said, she said, be back in this house at 10 o'clock. We were teenagers, young teenagers. And, and uh, we, anybody had no watch. We looked up at the clock in the girl's house. I said, man, we better go. He said, you go, you go. And we in there, we partying, da da da, you know, moths and the Vandellas and all that. Somebody rang the bell, <laughs> knocking on the door, and the girl name was Yvonne. She said, Hi, Miss Ruth. She said, Cut the lights on. <laughs> she had a belt around her. She said, Where am I? <laughs> and see, in them days, the audience will get you hurt. You, 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 you better act right in public. Don't, don't be mumbling. You know, amen, in the name of Jesus. And, and, and listen, the fact of the matter is, they, they, they taught us, and, and Bruce, you remember this, if a, teacher, if a teacher called home and said, you messed up, you just got a beating. Pa parents didn't challenge teachers. The minute the call came through, you just got a beating. Can I get a witness? Yeah, and, and, you know, today, my child don't do that. Not in them days. Amen? Yes, ma'am. No, sir. 
Amen. My mom said, you're going to sing on the choir this year. You'll be on the usher board next year. You'll be at church. You're going to Sunday school. Can I get a witness? Not, 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 not just on the second Sunday, but every Sunday. We had to, we had to show up. Leave that alone. This, this, this matter of the, the principle is that God chooses a chastening rod. It could be difficulty, could be delay, and, 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 and then that led to the pain. And when you look at chapter 1 real quick, the inhabitants of the land, I want to get to this in our text, uh, 1 to 3, the inhabitants of the land. Look, look what it says, and this is lawyer language. Hear this, you old men. Give ear, all inhabitants of the land. Have this been in your days or even the days of your fathers? Look at verse 3. Tell your children, let your children tell their children, let their children tell a whole nother generation. Now, so the inhabitants of the land, 1 to 3, moves to the invasion of the land, 4, and there is some instruction Come, that comes out of the land real quickly. And look what he says in verse 4. He says, and this is a chastening rod, that which the palmer worm hath left, the locust will eat. And that which the locust have left, the canker worm will eat. And that which the canker worm left, the caterpillar will eat. Now, some, some, some um, uh, um, commentaries commentary say that these are four different species of locusts, others say it's the same insect that has four different functions. What you need to understand is that God is so complete, and I want you to use your divine imagination, your sanctified imagination rather, excuse me, that between each worm, each locust, God gives you a chance to repent. So what he's saying is, when the palmer worm comes and starts chewing, that's just a slow chewing. If you repent, he calls it off. If you keep going the way you're going, he allows the locusts to come. If you keep going, he allows the canker worm to come. And by the time the caterpillar gets there, he devours the entire flock. So he, he moves from light eating to total destruction. It's up to you. Can I get a witness? That God is saying, I'm sovereign and I'm laying out something for a man, my children. And look, 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 look how deep God is. Don't miss this. Verse 5. He says, wake up, you drunkards. I'm going to cut off your wine. Now let me stop. Amen. What's the word? Thunderbird. What's the twice? Fifty twice. That was back in the 60s. Y'all might know Ripple or Amen. You ain't drink no exotic wine back there. You, you drank that turpentine. Can I get a witness? He goes after the drunkards first. I'm going to kill your wine. Amen. I'm going to cut it off. Are y'all getting this? Then, by the time God moves to chapter 1, he deals with farmers, he deals with th those that grow produce, I'm going to kill everything that's dear to you until you, amen, respond to my chastening. Now, let me stop talking about You know, I'm very pragmatic, I'm a literalist. And I got a lot of life experiences, a whole lot. Compared to my life, some of y'all are slow. You think you're fast. Ain't no fast about you. Listen, the Bible says husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church. And then 1 Peter 3 says, husbands, be not bitter against your wives lest your prayers be cut off. Men have problems with love 
and bitterness. That's our problem. Love and bitterness. I have a beautiful wife. If Beyonce came here today, I can't leave my wife for Beyonce. I don't want to leave my wife for Beyonce. I would never leave my wife. <laughs> Wouldn't do it. Y'all say, walk down the aisle, come up and pull pit. Will you come with me? <laughs> Reverend Jackson, finish the sermon. <laughs> Check it out. Men have problems with love and bitterness. We hold on to stuff. Women have problems with respect and submission. Wives submit to your husbands, even as unto Marcus. Why you look over there? You ain't look over there when I was talking about the husbands. He know I love him. I don't miss a trip. I said, wise, he said. But God knows we have difficulty carrying out his will. Pray about everything. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Do you know in 1 Thessalonians 5, all that's in the imperative? Pray without ceasing is an imperative. In everything, give thanks is an imperative. Everything's in the imperative in the Greek. It's a command. It's not a suggestion. And, and so God understands what we tend to struggle with. Can I get a witness? They, they, Lord, they're getting quiet on me now. They, we... We've fallen short. And there have been times when God's chastening rod has come into my life to say, uh-uh, that's not what I want. Now, I'm going to bring this difficulty, this delay, this trouble. I'm going to bring something to, amen, rub up against you till you repent and get this thing right. Do I have a witness? See, I had no problem in the world. We went to bed sinning, woke back up sinning. Didn't get convicted. Didn't have to read no Bible. Didn't pray. Are y'all praying with me? But see, when I met Jesus, something happened on the inside. There was a voice on the inside. I will lead you, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Are you praying with me? Yeah, God didn't save you out of hell and left you to yourself for you to do what you want to do, when you want to do it, how you want to do it. God, God, so God, God, God delicately and in love, he chastens us to get us back in line with his will. So we move from the purpose for chastening, which is to our earth, to God's performance, to our hearts. 16 to 24, I got to hurry up. And, 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 and when you look at, uh, amen, verse 16, is not the meat cut off before our eyes. See, sometimes before God can induce change, he got to cut something off. He got to cut something off. Your joy. It's right there in the text. Yeah. Um, and I'm not suggesting that he is a angry, impulsive God who the minute we mess up, he descends on us. No, no, God is long-suffering. But maybe your mouth, maybe your lack of subordination, 
maybe you knowing it all and maybe you defying authority. Maybe, just maybe, the things that you've been with, that's been with you all your life, keeps permeating until the Spirit of God got a spotlight on you. I'm a witness. So what he does, our pains teaches us the need to put away our sins. Can I get a witness? Yeah. And, and, and God is interested in, 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 in enhancing our character. Remember the prodigal son who came to his senses? He, listen, the prodigal son, amen, lost everything. He had to go all the way down. Some of us were blessed because we didn't have to go all the way down. Are you praying with me? And, and, and that's why as much as some of us help our children, God only going to allow that to go so far. Because if they saved and they out there outside of the scope of God's will, you can push all the money their way. You can push all the help their way. God has a plan for their lives like he's got for your life. They got to go through something. Do I have a witness? And, and they got to learn from their mistakes. Can I get a witness? Child of God, child of God, child of God. Look, verse 10. He cuts off 10 to 13. He consecrates 14. He, 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 he wants a consideration 16. And then he brings us to 19 and 20 where we cry out, Oh Lord, to thee will I what? Cry for the fire have devoured the pastures of the wilderness. In other words, man, what in the world is going on? And as we repent, change our mind, change our heart, metanoia is the Greek word. It means to take an about face. You're going east, go west. God, God is looking, God is looking, God is looking for us to see the error of our ways, to take ownership to not be in denial, to confess, to conform, to, con to clear our sins, to order our steps, to command our blessings. You got to see yourself and not everybody else. You got some professional fruit inspectors in the church. All they do is go around the church looking at everybody else's fruit, but won't look at their own. Can I get a witness? Before you take the toothpick out of my eye, take the two by four out of your eye. Can I get a witness? The fact of the matter is, God wants us to see ourselves just as we are. He's got your back. He's got your kids back. He's got your marriage. He's got your ministry. He's got your money. Anything you want to do in life got to go past him. Do I have a witness? That's, that's why I said, seek ye first. The kingdom and his righteousness and everything else will be added unto you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. This brings me to my final point. Not only the purpose for the hurt and the performance on our hearts, but the promise of our hopes. And I want you to see this because in chapter 2, beginning at verse 18, Let's pull out some key words here. I, I try to exposit this text as much as possible. He says in verse 18, now watch this now. Then will the Lord be jealous for his land and do what? Pity. We need pity. Don't we need pity? You know what pity is? I feel sorry for you. Don't we need pity? Y'all can't say amen. I need pity. I'm a pitiful sight. I need pity. Amen. I, I need the Lord to remember that my flesh is but dust. That even at my best, I'm messed up. Are y'all getting this? Even when I want to walk in his ways, I'm still messed up. Even when I want to sing his glories, I'm still messed up. When I give somebody track, I'm still messed up. But we we, we got to see us the way the Lord sees us. He pities us. But look at verse 19. He brings provision to us. Yeah. Verse 19, he pardons us. Verse 20, he protects us. Verse 21, he wants us to praise him. 
verse 22, he brings productivity to us. And here it is in verse 25. Uh-oh, he has a promise for us. And I will. Uh, excuse me. I got five more minutes. I'm getting out of here. And I, excuse me, personal pronoun, I who? I'm God. And I, 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 I means whatever I say will happen. Whatever I promise has to go through. God is saying everything needs me, but I need nothing. Uh, everything has to get my permission. I need no permission. Can I get a witness? And child of God, when you begin to understand that he is the covenant-keeping God, I am that I am. Thank you, Jesus. See, that's what, messed, that's what messed them up in the New Testament with the Lord Jesus Christ. They got all messed up with him. Can I get a witness? They, they had a nerve in John 8 to say, are you better than our father Abraham? And Jesus said, before Abraham was, I am. Abraham was glad to see my day. Uh, do I have a witness? Uh, a child of God, he, he said the queen from the south came all the way around the world just to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, a greater than Solomon is here. Uh, do I have a witness? When you understand who he is, that he's king of kings and lord of lords, he's not just a prophet, he's not just a teacher, he's not Mary's little baby, he's Lord, he's Adonai, he's Emkadesh, he's Sinkanu, he's Jehovah Jireh, he's El Shaddai, he's El Elyon, I wish I, he's Jehovah Rapha, he can heal your sin sick soul. Can I get a witness? When you understand who he is, can I get a witness? He, he's saying that I will restore. Now, here's what blows me away. To you, the years. Now, let me stop. Restoration, reconciliation. Ooh, I will restore to you the years. It sounds like back pay. They called it retroactive pay. Have you ever got a check that was retroactive? Doesn't it bring joy to you? Something you didn't expect, but it came? Something you wouldn't look for, but it showed up? Oh, can I get a witness? Child, child of God, listen, listen, listen. I'm going to throw this at you. I told this testimony for 26 years of pastor. I'm going to throw it at you again. I, was, I came out of the military. I worked for the government. I got saved. I was working for the government, worked for the government, worked for the government. And all of a sudden, and I didn't tithe. I go to church and just pull out what I wanted to pull out and give it to the Lord. And, 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 and next thing I know, my bills start accumulating stuff, start messing up. Some of it was my fault because I was undisciplined. I was 24 years old acting a fool. Can I get a witness? Yeah, buying cars, outfits, had my house, doing my thing. And I called in to family radio. This must have been 1977. I called in the family radio and said, I need prayer. I, I need prayer for, fi I need financial help. And an old lady was on the other end of the line. She said, my son, do you tithe? And I said, no, ma'am. She said, that's your problem. She said, because my God is faithful. And I start tithing. And then I got one of them retro checks. Something came in the mail I wasn't expecting. It was over $1,400. And when I pulled the check out, Bruce, I started a praise dance. Can I get a witness? You, 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 you know when God says that I will restore to you the years. Now, wait a minute. God is saying something has been going on for years that has messed you up. 
It could have been your wisdom. It could have been your wickedness. It could have been your weariness. It could have been your lack of joy. It could have been your lack of rest. Something has been eating at you for years. But now, here comes a retro check. I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten. It may have eaten against your emotions, eaten against your dreams, your visions, your needs. Whatever it was, God said, I'm going to restore it. And he'll God a restoration. But when I did not say at 8 o'clock, I'm saying at 1030, guess how God got rid of the locusts? By blowing the east wind. And when the east wind came, the locusts died. Do you know what God raises up he can kill? Do you know what chastening he puts in place he can take away? I'm a witness. I will restore the years that the locusts have eaten. You shall eat in plenty. You shall praise the name of the Lord your God. You shall know, here it is, that I am the Lord. See, the common denominator, y'all know what a common denominator is, when you're trying to divide fractions, right? You need something that both numbers can go into evenly. Do I have a witness? Don't get dumb up in here now. You claim you had calculus, you should, you, this is arithmetic. Can I get a witness? You need a common denominator, and Jesus is the common denominator. Everything that goes into Christ comes out evenly. Can I get a witness? He is my victory. He is my common denominator. I will reward, amen, you with, amen, restoration of the years. I'll bring you rest. I'll bring, I will relinquish your storms. I'll renew your mind. I'll rekindle your fires. I'll reconcile you back to myself. I'll remove your hurts. Can I get a witness? Do you know what the Lord is promising? If you ever pay attention to the, to the chastening ride, if you be still and know that I'm God, if you walk in the light like I'm in the light, if you stop being lethargic and indifferent, if you put me in the right place, I will restore the years that the locusts uh, have eaten. I'm taking my seat. Well, Lord, uh, I've got some areas that locusts have eaten up. I've gone through some emotional things pastoring this church. You can say amen all you want. I've gone through some health issues. I've been to hell and back trying to be faithful to you. Do I have a witness? But my God makes a promise. Boy, I didn't forget you. Never forgot you. I will. I will restore the years that the locusts have eaten. Can I get a witness? And that's why we praise Jesus. Because God took all of our stuff and put it on him. On the cross. All of our disobedience. All of our sins. All of our mess. He put it on Christ. Then he put it on Christ. And he died in my place. Then he died. He rose early for my justification. Can I get a witness? He restores my mind. He restores my hope. He restores my strength. He restores my direction. I will, will, will restore the years that the locusts have eaten. Some of us looking for restoration. Some of us want to be restored. Can I get a witness? And God has promised you that he's going to bless you. If you would just, yeah, thank you for the chastening ride. 
if you would just repent, if you would just seek his face, he said, I will restore the years that the locusts have eaten. Let's stand on our feet. As every head is bowed, every eyes closed. If you're here this morning, put your head down, close your eyes. Nobody's looking. And you know you need to be saved. Jesus died for your sins. Just put your hand in. You want to be saved. My, my brother's from the bus ministry. That's right. Put your hands in there. You want to be saved. If your hand is up, come up here to pastor. Come on. Come on. Come on. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bless the Lord. Come on. All right, baby. Right here. Thank you. Stand right here. Hey, my brother. Thank you. Man. Stand right here. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Hi, baby. Stand right here. Hi, baby. It's all right. Stand right here. Stand right here. Hey, baby. Come on, come on, come on. In the balcony, if you want to be saved, just, just step up, step up, step up. Jesus is Lord. Just step up. Praise the Lord. Come on, brother. the Lord. Come on. Praise him. Can you, can you move down, move down? Bless the Lord. Balcony, you need to give your life to Christ. Come down. Now listen, perhaps you are saved looking for a church home. You want to join this church. I couldn't think of a better church. I ain't pulling no punches. We are not going to compromise our Christ for crowds. Did you hear what I just said? We are not compromising our Christ for crowds. Let he who comes come. Amen? You need to come on down if you want to join this church. Your Christian experience is there one. Just step out. Come on, step out. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The devil has stolen. The devil has devoured us. And now God says, I'm going to restore the years that the locusts have eaten. We're going to have all of you follow our ministers, lead them to Christ. Thank you so much for coming up. Church, say amen. Thank you, man. Praise Jesus. Praise Him. Now, discipleship people will come down front. Listen up. Discipleship people will come down front. Amen. We'll go into our discipleship feeding and new members orientation a little later. Praise God. Now, all of these sermons are strategic. They're